Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. the Chiefs Delio Sports Hour brought to you by the NGSC Radio Network in conjunction with the Happy Hour Network. I am your host of the Chiefs Delio Sports Hour where I never call myself Chiefs Delio and I talk about sports just some of this hour. I am your host GW Gross aka The Heartthrob. Follow me on Instagram and Twitter G-E-E-S-T-E-E-L-I-O. Also, check out all my writings, my album reviews, and sports articles at gstelio.com. How you feeling out there? Ah, oh, man. I got to, like, I got to eventually cook myself dinner today. That's going to be interesting. You know, it's going to be ragu sauce with heated pasta and mozzarella cheese. That, uh, hey, hey, that works, right? Get those carbs in your system. Burn it off tomorrow in the morning at the gym, right? That's how I roll. That's how I roll. There's really nothing to talk about. Dead time of the year. What up to Pharrell? Dead time of the year when it comes to sports. You know, I actually just wrote an article um, today, just about 20 minutes ago. Uh, you can check it out, NGSCSports.com, about Tom Brady and Deflategate. And I think the uh, title was, um, Somebody Please Kill Deflategate. <laughs> I'm just tired of hearing the phrase Deflategate. I'm tired of hearing it. And then I realized today, two things I realized. One about the flake gate is that New England Patriots fans, they won the Super Bowl. It's actually a great Super Bowl win, you know. Um, and they haven't really been able to truly celebrate the Super Bowl win because ever since that playoff game against the Colts, they've been playing under the shadow of the flake gate, you know, for whatever that's worth to anybody. I've always said a million times, I don't give a shit about, about the air and the ball. I just don't. That's not going to change the outcome of the game. I'm sorry. It's just not. <laughs> you know, you still need to know how to play your sport out there. You still need to get to the quarterback. You know, I, I don't know. You still need to get to quarterback. You still need to cover wide receivers. And you still need to stop the running game. And you need to score with your perfectly inflated balls. You perfect. You, you need to score, you know. So, but that's neither here nor there. But uh, I realize Patriots fans have, have gone through this. And they have to be the only fan base that after a Super Bowl win are nervous. In the in like in the months of July and August, nervous because their their best player, their 
they're, they're for, for, for all that for all that matters to people in that area, their God, Tom Brady, is right now facing a four-game suspension at the beginning of the year, which he, of course, appealed uh, May 14th. And we're waiting for that result. But can you imagine? You're just biting on your nails. You're checking your Twitter feed. Being a New England Patriots fan, this should be this should be like an exciting time of trying to repeat. You know, to, to, to trying to get another Super Bowl ring with this Brady and Belichick commission. You know, instead, you're here worried that your star player may not even start the season for you. He may miss the entire month of September. You know, I I I, I think that's gonna be the first time ever that that's happened. Like. They've won the Super Bowl, and they're mad people. You know? <laughs> You're not supposed to win the Super Bowl as a fan base and be mad or dejected, disappointed or fearful, and that's what this fan base is, is right now. Um, something else I noticed, though, and I wrote about this in my article, was that maybe, just maybe, considering how the world of business is and how cutthroat the NFL has shown it is to its own, to its three other adversaries and Major League Baseball, NBA, and the NHL. Maybe, just maybe, Roger Goodell and the NFL have decided to let this deflate gate story just carry on. You know, to continue to be the headline. You know, it, it, it does because it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what, what the story is as long as it's involving Tom Brady. It doesn't matter what the story is. You know, like, he's the main draw here. He, he's the $20 million actor. He's the guy, he's the actor that gets $20 million a movie, Tom Brady. Because all eyes will go to Tom Brady. All ears want to know what's going on in the world of the New England Patriots. And I wouldn't doubt it. I wouldn't be surprised. And I doubt anybody else out there would be. If Roger Goodell is kind of stretching this thing out just to keep the NFL above everybody which you know what the funny thing is NFL doesn't even have to try to stay above anybody else but just to keep his name Roger Goodell the NFL's name the Patriot name the Tom Brady Bill Belichick names all all on like what is it like the trending topics of sports there's no reason for that to be a trending topic right now we're almost going into August we should be talking about training camps which is something I hate people talking about anyway there's only a couple of quarterback battles, which we will get into later on the show, that are interesting. But think about it. Like th- this is the same league, the NFL, that that released a schedule and 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 pretty much took away a lot of pop from N- N- NBA and the NHL when they were in their playoff runs, you know. And the NFL went and dropped the schedule and made it, and and that was the big news. It wasn't about the playoffs in those other two respective sports. It was about who's going to play who. On Monday Night Football in October, like you know, people were more concerned about that than what was going on in the other two sports. You know, um, this is a league that has made the NFL draft something ridiculous. Like that, they have made it a three-day event, a primetime event, the first round, and is and is preceded by a month or a month and a half of hype. I mean, the NFL under Roger Goodell, has just done everything perfectly when it comes to marketing. Of course, they got the, you know, the, I, don't, I was going to say black eye. That don't really sound right. But they've been under this dark cloud. I'll use that, I'll use that phrase again when it comes to domestic violence in the NFL. I mean, that, that's something you don't want to be in the newspapers for. But Deflategate, Tom Brady, does a football issue, a football controversy, and it involves the, the most dominant franchise over the last 10, 15 years, and its most dominant player, Tom Brady. 
So it wouldn't surprise me if Roger Goodell just keeps dragging this thing out because we keep talking about it. So somebody needs to kill Deflategate right now. Somebody needs to just do it. Then I'm thinking about it. If Tom Brady's really going to stick to his gun to say that he's innocent and the whole Deflategate thing, let's say the NFL says, all right, Tom, we're going to take away that four games. We're going to give you two games. And Tom Brady goes, shove it up your ass. No. What does that do to the Patriots? Because the Patriots have pretty much said um, on the owner Robert Kraft that they're done fighting this. That they're totally done fighting this. So this is Tom Brady against the Patriots. So I wonder what's going to happen if <laughs> if Tom Brady just keeps fighting the NFL. I wonder how that, how that relationship between the Patriots and Tom Brady are going to last. I don't want to say last, but at least like I wonder how it's going to sustain itself doing it. And, and what if Tom Brady takes this thing to court and hurts himself in the long run? You know, like, I, I, I don't know how the court system would do it. Most likely a court when it comes to the NFL or anything that they would, that they would probably move it till after the season. Meaning Tom Brady would probably be suspended next season. No, then 2016, not 15. It's just a weird situation to be in. Like, if you're Tom Brady and you feel you didn't do anything, would you even pay a fine? They said, all right, Tom, $20,000 fine. Shove it up your ass. I mean, this is all about Tom Brady and how defiant he wants to be. Because his defiance may cause losses, may cause losses in that column they don't want it for the Patriots. And it, and it might cause a different kind of controversy in, in that New England home. And who's to say, because we've seen it before, doesn't matter how legendary of a player you are. And like I said, the NFL is a cutthroat business. I just saw myself in the mirror, and I'm not wearing a shirt, and I am looking jacked today. You just have certain days where you just look jacked, and I look jacked today. But I digress. Um, we've seen it happen before. What if Jimmy Garoppolo comes out? He has to play those four games, goes 4-0, and 10 touchdowns, two interceptions, about 275 yards a game. Add in about 200 rushing yards total. What, what if Garoppolo just keeps this thing going? He's the young guy. That would be something. See, now that's more interesting to me than the Flakegate. If Tom Brady's out for four games because of the Flakegate, and Garoppolo comes in and is the new leader of the Patriots, Tom Brady comes back like, yeah, this is my spot, and Bill, Bill, Bill Belichick goes, I don't know, Tom. I don't know. Wear this hoodie and stand on the sidelines with me for a little bit. And I'm not a Tom Brady hater. I love Tom Brady. Uh, I, I put him as a top three quarterback of all time. He's one of my favorite players. You know, a lot of people say he's arrogant. I don't see him as arrogant. I see him as confident. That's what you got to be when you're that good. You got to be confident. I don't see him as arrogant. You know, I just see him as confident. And I see him as pretty much being that guy everybody wished they kind of were, you know. So Ron Jaworski put out his um, quarterback rankings. And, um, I'm looking at it now, and um, I don't know. Like, you, you look at it first off. I, I don't know. I just think quarterbacks are just so – I'm so sick of quarterbacks. I love quarterbacks, but I'm sick of them. Like, you know, everybody just – it's the do-all, end-all for everybody, you know, and it's nonsense. I understand you need to have a good quarterback to win. You also need to have a good offensive line, defensive line. You know, you need to have good receivers. Like, you need to have a lot of things, you know. And people just put so much stock in this. And in New York, they were flipping out because Eli Manning was ranked 13th. 
You know, like, oh, Eli should be top seven. Get out of here with that Eli top seven nonsense. And then a lot of people say, oh, Eli can have MVP year this year. Uh, uh, what world are you living in, people? He's got one and a half wide receivers. And who are both injury prone at this point. Odell Beckham Jr. can never be 100% before the season starts. It seems that way. And Victor Cruz, after he got popped really bad, he doesn't want to get hit again. And, of course, nobody wants to get hit, but it's the fact that he is avoiding contact to a detriment to his old talents right now. They have no offensive line, no running game. Tell me what Eli's doing. He turns over the ball just as much as anybody, lobs the ball more than most people do. Tell me what he's going to do to get an MVP. You know, Russell Wilson, the Seattle Seahawks have offered him like $21 million. We're going to talk about Russell Wilson for a second. $21 million a year they offered him, and he said he wants to get paid more. He wants to be the highest-paid quarterback in the league. And the last time we saw Russell Wilson, he threw the game-losing interception at the Super Bowl. Um, Let me tell you, his stats are right there with Alex Smith. That's pretty much where his stats are. That's how good he is. People want to blow him up to be something else. They say, oh, you know, it's funny. When, when, when people are just stupid, I hate people. I can't, I can't stand talking to people. Everybody who doesn't agree with me makes me sick, right? Because everybody wants to use that title of game manager to their advantage when defending guys like, um, like a Joe Flacco or an Alex Smith, you know? Oh, he's a game manager. You know, he's good. You know, he's a game manager. He, 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 he does what's asked of him. But when you put that same title of game manager to someone they like, it's like you just slap their mom. You know, it, like I, I call Russell Wilson a game manager who's good on his feet. That's what I call him. A game manager who's good on his feet. Oh, he could avoid the big hits. whoop de do. Tom Brady avoids the big hits, and he's <laughs> not an eighth as fast as him. Peyton Manning avoids getting hit. Like, you know, avoiding getting hit is just pocket presence, you know? A lot of guys have that. A lot of the, a lot of the good quarterbacks have that. I won't lie, you know? But when you look at Russell Wilson, he, he's coming from an offense that's run-based. Let me tell you, Seattle, learn from Baltimore. Baltimore went, and they fell to the pressure, and they gave Joe Flacco this ridiculous contract. They had to cut corners everywhere else. What has Joe Flacco done for them lately? Joe Flacco is about as marginal as marginal comes from my eyes. And Russell Wilson is right there in my eyes as well. People want to fall in love with the fact that, he, you know, he's a quiet guy, plays right, says all the right things. Who cares? you got public relations people doing that for you. You know, LeBron James behind closed doors, I guarantee you, is a jerk. But his public relations people handle business beautifully. That dude's all over the place smiling, and people fall for the okey-doke. Russell Wilson is a quarterback. I would not give more than $7 million a year. I wouldn't give about 27 of these quarterbacks more than $7 million a year. Am I crazy? Maybe I'm crazy. But I don't know. You need a team around a quarterback. There are a few quarterbacks, a handful of quarterbacks that can make you better by just having them under center. That is not Russell Wilson. It's not. He's had the benefit of having the, the, the best running attack behind him, one of the strongest offensive lines, and, and he could fall back on the best defense in the last five years. 
if he doesn't do anything in a drive, you know, his defense just kind of says, hey, you know, we'll take care of it. And let's be honest, folks. Can we please just cut the shit? Can we be honest here with Russell Wilson? Let's go back to the footage and look at these deep throws Russell Wilson throws. He just chucks it up in the air and somebody makes a ridiculous catch. Let's just be honest already. Please cut the shit. I've watched the games. I've been watching this sport forever. Just stop it already. Everybody wants to fall in love with their guy and make excuses for him left and right, left and right. You know? I know the first thing someone's going to say, oh, but you always defend Jay Cutler. I defend Jay Cutler kind of tongue-in-cheek because I like the guy. At the same time, when he has a bad game, I'm like, I don't know what the hell he's thinking. <laughs> you know, Russell Wilson, in my eyes, gets 7 to $9 million a year. I'll give him, I'll give him an extra $2 because he's young. But I would do that only if I could keep the same kind of management I've been keeping here. If Pete Carroll's thing, you know, because you need to be drafting this talent late in the rounds and hitting the lottery the way they are. I mean, th- this team is just strong, man. They-, they need to start looking at the running back position because I have a feeling, and this is not a slight on Marshawn Lynch, but running backs just drop, you know? Like... Like, great running backs just stop being great overnight. That's just the way it is. You don't only see a slowdown. You see a tremendous slowdown in running backs. And one day that's going to happen to Marshawn Lynch. As much as I love the guy, I think he's great. I mean, he's the motor for that entire team, in my opinion. You know, I think he's fantastic. But eventually, it could be this year, maybe next year. I wouldn't be surprised if it was this year, though. He just slows down. It takes one hit to knock him down. He doesn't go into that extra gear. And they got to start looking because it's not going to be that turban kid. You know, I don't believe in that. They got to get somebody else built like that. Because if not, you become a team that has a stable of running backs and relies on their quarterback. And that's not going to work out well if you're the Seattle Seahawks, in my humble opinion. I'm not that humble. In my very loud opinion. And I'm going to give an opinion on something else that I have no business giving an opinion on. Russell Wilson's dating Sierra, right? And I've said it before. People say, oh, pop superstar Sierra. She's not no damn superstar. She was an R&B singer that most people have forgotten about. She had that song, Goodies and Oh, with Ludacris. I remember Goodies had who? Petey Pablo. Jesus Christ, what happened to Petey Pablo? And Oh had Ludacris. And I think she had a song with Justin Timberlake. And she's been, she's been here and there with a couple of other radio songs, but nothing really big. I think Goodies was her biggest hit, though, I think. Um, anyway, Sierra's dating Russell Wilson now. And Russell Wilson comes out and just says, you know, that they're, they're not having sex. You know, they're going to wait till marriage, I guess. Let me tell you something, Russell Wilson. Somebody else is definitely banging Sierra. 100%. I, I'll bet anything on it. I mean, Sierra's an R&B girl. She, she dealt with the thugs. And, and she dealt with the other R&B smooth dudes. She dealt with the producers. She dealt with the models. She's dealt with the actors. You think she's, got, she's only human? You think she's waiting around for something like that? I don't know. I mean, I mean, teach their own when it comes to their religious beliefs. If you're happy, then God bless you, literally. But come on now. You've got to be human about it. I, I, I can't see Sierra being happy about this arrangement. I can't see, see Sierra being happy being with Russell Wilson in general. He looks like a very boring individual, you know? 
And the reason why he wants to hold out for more money because he knows he's going to need all the money in the world to hold on to Sierra. These R&B girls are real fickle when it comes to their relationships. I'm just going by history and what history has told me. These R&B girls are very fickle in their relationships. It takes the, sl- the smallest thing to set them off, piss them off, turn them off. And we're supposed to believe that Russell Wilson's going to – come on. Rus- wasn't Russell Wilson caught with an Instagram girl? I mean, could someone please look this up? My secretary, somebody. Wasn't he caught with an Instagram girl, like, DMing her or something? Come on, man. Just stop the shit. You know, it's just everything about Russell Wilson makes me hate him. I mean, he's getting to that point. He's not a Dan Marino, Donovan McNabb hatred. He's not there yet. You know, he's not there yet. Not at Matt Forte hatred. Not there yet. It takes a lot to get to that Dan Marino, Matt Forte, Donovan McNabb level of hatred I have towards athletes. It takes a lot, you know. But um, I'm just tired of him. Who, who was I on? I was on EJ show one time, and we had Greg Smith come on, and he said he'd rather have Russell Wilson over Andrew Luck. I was like, are you on coke? Like, that, that's just asinine. Like, that, that statement should never be made. You know, I think Ben Roethlisberger, I'm going to stay on quarterbacks. Ben Roethlisberger, Tony Romo get no respect. I think Romo and Roethlisberger are going to have big years this year. Peyton Manning's going to drop off. Andrew Luck's going to have a huge year. I think Matt Ryan may be back to putting up big numbers this year. Everyone else stays in that, you know, 3,500, that 3,000, 3,500 category. Those guys I mentioned will be like in the 4,000-yard category. Everyone else, I think 3,000, 3,500 for the most part. Zach Mattenberger probably have 27. Josh McCown probably won't even start. Sean Hill probably won't even start. Teddy Bridgewater is going to have a big year, man. I'm not giving out anything, but I've been telling people. I remember I'm a Chicago Bears fan, so I pay attention to what Minnesota is doing in the NFC North. They've been building a juggernaut team over there. I don't trust those boys, man. I think Minnesota could be a problem defensively and offensively. I thought last year that they would do it, but the Adrian Peterson suspension kind of derailed that. And then they took a while to go to Bridgewater, and Bridgewater got better and better as the year went along with minimal weapons. You know, so I don't know. I, I, I kind of like what I'm seeing with Teddy Bridgewater and the Vikings, but I won't get into it. I won't get into it. Save all that NFL talk for later. <laughs> Look at this. Things don't get good for New England and Boston. It says Boston's out of the running for the 2024 Olympic bid. Thank God. Thank God. Boston. I'm sorry, Boston. I've always said this to Boston. Like, <laughs> you're a cute city. You're a cute. No, you know what? That's, what it, that's the whole thing. You're a cute town. Boston, you're a very cute town. I understand, you know, it's a very American town. We owe a lot of our independence to their town. Hey, I'm all about it. But you're not really a city. You're a town to me. You know, you're not Dallas, Chicago, New York, L.A. You're not even San Fran. You know, like you're none of those cities, man. You're not Miami. Like, you're not that. There's, p- p- people always want to, even Minnesota, Minneapolis. Is that what Minnesota is? Yeah, Minneapolis is Minnesota, right? <laughs> I'm here trying to make a point. I don't even know what the hell I'm talking about. But point is, it's a town, man. You ain't a city. How the hell are you going to have a 2024 Olympic in Boston? First off, nobody's going to even know how to get to, to whatever arena you're going to because you're not built on a grid. You people over there built everything in a circle. Your blocks are like circles. 
your blocks of the figure eight. It's, it's you, Whoever constructed that town is a mad scientist because it's the hardest place to ever get around in. And it's stupid because it's about like three miles long in my eyes. And you could drive around for hours because there's no, it's not built on a grid. I, I can't stand that city. And it has nothing to do with New York and Boston beef. I just don't like other cities outside of New York. I have beef with everybody except for Chi-Town was good, you know. Um, speaking of a city that I have no, 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 no respect for is Cleveland. Um, and it says over here the Browns are not guaranteeing, quote-unquote, that McCown will start. No shit. What the? <laughs> this, you had to make a statement about the possibility of Josh McCown not starting? Like, the, this was a headline for you people in Cleveland? Oh, man, Josh McCown may not start. No shit. It's Josh McCown. Did you see him play last year? Why did you even sign him? Did you see a snap that he played last year in Tampa? Did you see anything? Your franchise is awful. I'm tired of trying to give Cleveland the benefit of the doubt. I tried the last two years to give the Cleveland Browns the benefit of the doubt. Tired of them. I'm totally jumping off this Cleveland Browns ship. And it's a shame because I know their fans are very loyal. Shout out to my man Justin. Shout out to Lamont. You know, I, I just know that, that their fans are so loyal. They're waiting for something. After a while, these fans are like, you know what? Just burn it. Just burn this thing down, man. We're just going to root for Baltimore from now on. Just burn this city down. Like, and you have to make an announcement that McCown will not start or, or not guaranteeing it will start. And look at your options. It's McCown, Manziel, and I just, I just read somewhere that, that the head coach, the head coach um, Mike Pennant, said um, Terrell Pryor may get snaps at quarterback. Are you serious? You guys going to be a lot worse than I thought you were going to be. I mean, I knew you guys weren't going to win no division. I knew you guys weren't going to go 500. You're going to be a lot worse than I thought you were going to be. The only hope this team has, because let me tell you, their running back stable is good. I like who they got at run. They got like, they're like three deep at running back. That guy, Duke Johnson, they got. I love him from Miami. Terrence West is out there. They got the other boy out there. I forgot his name right now. But they got that, they're three deep in that running back spot. Their receivers are awful. Pretty good tight end. Matter of fact, didn't they lose their tight end? I don't know. Who, who gives a shit? You know, it doesn't even matter. Good offensive line, and their defense is still good. They need to just run the ball. as much. I don't care if it's third and 24. Do not throw the ball. Just run the ball. Just run it. I don't care. That's the only way you're staying in these games. Run the ball. They put 10 in a box. Run the ball. You're not doing anything else. And let Johnny Manziel hand it off. Because if something goes wrong in that screen pass, one of those five screen passes I'm allowing you guys to throw, and he has to run it, I just let him run it. Teach him how to slide, though, because that little man going to get knocked. People telling me that it's not guaranteed for Josh McCown. That's a waste of your breath and a waste of my time reading that crap. We'll be right back. Uh, thinking out loud I must have a quarter million on me right now Hard to make a song about something other than the money Two things I'm about to talk and blunt and stay in Pretty women, are you here? Are you here right now, huh? We should all disappear right now Look, you're getting all your friends and you're getting in the car And you're coming to the house, are we clear right now, huh? You see the fleet, all the new things Cop cars with the loose chains All white like a move things. See me rolling and they move change Like a motherfucker 
trust you, you are undercover. I could probably make some steps, sisters fuck each other. Woo. Talking fillets with the trouble butter. Fresh sheets and towels, man, she gotta love it. Yeah, they all get what they desire from it. What? Tell the tutters we ain't hiding from it. That song, Truffle Butter, that song is awful. I like the beat, though. I only like the beat for that one sample. I'm like, you know. That's the only reason why I listen to that song. I ignore the lyrics. Uh, hopefully, you did, too. Man, those are terrible lyrics. Those are three people I care less about in the music industry. Lil Wayne, Nicki Minaj, and Drake. But I hate it. I hate that song because I love that beat. So I hate it because I got to listen to it. I, I have issues. I don't know. Drake is actually, I realized something about Drake. When he's on somebody else's song, I don't mind him. But when he's on his bullshit, I don't like it because he's on uh, really weird beats with no snare. It's barely bass. It's, it's like he's rhyming to ambiance. There's never really a hook. And it's always the same thing. And like me and my Romy's rolling in the six. Yeah. No pitches, though. No pitches, though. I'll take a picture with your hoe, though. Rolling in the six. Like, like that's, a Drake, that's a Drake verse right there. Like, you know, and people just, ah! It's not sick. He's stupid. And he's not talented. <laughs> That's pretty much what that is. Rolling into six. Me and my dudes. Uh, drinking brews. Nah. We all about champagne life. 
Felt pain of my life. Rolling in a six. <laughs> He's the worst. And now, and now Meek Mill's calling Drake out too. That's something. He said Drake, Drake doesn't write his own stuff, which I think I'm calling I'm calling BS on that. You know, I, I think Drake writes his own. There was rumors Drake was was writing for Lil Wayne when Drake was getting on, you know? Who was right? Who there's someone else? Me and my friend Mike were just talking about this the other day. There was another Gilly Gilly the Kid is another one that people had rumored around that he was writing for Lil Wayne. You know, Gilly the Kid and Drake were writing for Lil Wayne, which I kind of believe because Drake is, I mean, because Lil Wayne is so high all the time. Like, oh, he can't concentrate. And then he writes garbage like that. Like, yeah, that, that, that truffle butter verse that you just heard, that, that was him. Because that made no sense whatsoever. He, my goddaughter's 19 and let me hear her. She brought that song to my attention. I had no idea what truffle butter was. She played it in my car and she was like, he's not saying anything. <laughs> I'm proud of that girl. Proud of that girl. Yeah, because she listens to hip hop or whatever, but she knows when rappers ain't saying a thing. You know, she's a smart girl. Um, if you check my website, I did a review for the future album. I gave that piece of garbage three out of ten. Let me tell you, man, I don't know. It has nothing to do with me getting older either. This is just bad. Um, it, it, all he does is talk about drugs the whole album. Every every beat and melody is the same. It's like, what's that scene in um Zoolander when Will Fer- when Will Ferrell? Is going crazy because everybody is is talking about all the different faces Zoolander makes, La Tigra and Blue Steel, and he's like they're the same face. Has everybody realized this? Is <laughs> feel like I'm taking crazy pills. That's how I feel when I'm listening <laughs> to the Future album because it's every beat and every melody is the same thing. Every topic is the same thing, but yet he has this huge fan base. He sold over 130 thousand his first week. You know, they're saying it's probably going to be his first number one. It's like, come on, man. Just stop it, man. I'm telling you, you kids out there, you hippies in hip-hop are destroying, not just hip-hop, just destroying music. All you hippies. And that goes out to my cousin Devin. He's a hippie, too. All y'all hippie hip-hoppers, man, y'all, y'all are weak. <laughs> All of y'all are weak. I don't care. All of y'all are weak. You're just as weak as Jonathan Martin. Remember Jonathan Martin? The offensive lineman from the Dolphins just started the whole bullying scandal. You know, pretty much um, kept Richie Incognito out of football for a year and change. Well, anyway, he just decided to retire because uh, he's got to have back surgery. So he's just saying, oh, I'm choosing to walk away. You know what I get upset about? People use that word retire. You know, it's like, it's like you don't retire. <laughs> You're just either bored or you want to do something else. Or you're just not good and nobody wants you. And in the case of Jonathan Martin, you just nobody wants him. Nobody wants him in the locker room. But you know, I hate that thing with with with, with athletes now. They're like, oh, 25 year old yada 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 decided to retire from the sport of baseball. Why? That's not retiring, man. Retiring from a sport, you got to be in it. The rule is, you got to be in it six years. At least. No, no, no. Eight years at least, unless it's due to injury. And this Jonathan Martin thing don't John and Martin thing don't count. This don't count. He just knows nobody wants him. Nobody wants to be his friend. You know, he's afraid he's gonna get bullied again. Three hundred pound offensive lineman getting bullied. Are you serious? I you know what? I'm not gonna drop that either. I'm not gonna drop it. People are like, oh, you know, you don't understand what he No, you're three hundred pounds. You're a football player, man. I mean, I am nowhere near that size. Richie Incognito ain't bullying me. 
And that's not me being tough either. It's just like, dude, are you serious? Shut up. Like, are you serious? Do something. Ah, oh, I, I, you know what? Hip hop is soft. The media is soft. Everybody's soft. People, everybody getting offended by what Donald Trump says. Why, why are you getting offended by what Donald Trump says? Obviously, Donald Trump got some issues. <laughs> Obviously, Donald Trump got some issues, man. And y'all, like, oh, I'm offended by what he said. I, w- I will say, though, it, <laughs> it wasn't cool what he said, but it made me laugh about Senator John McCain. Obviously, Senator John McCain is a war hero. You know, he's a prisoner of war. You know, he's gone through a lot in his life to get to where he's at. Very respectable man. I actually voted for him when he went against Obama. I forgot what year that was. It's the only time I ever voted for a president, and I lost, so I'm never voting again because I'm a sore loser. So, yep, I voted for John McCain. I did, and he lost, (laughs) so I'm never voting ever again. Um, Unless Trump gets in. Trump ain't getting in, though. He, he's made enemies within the Republican Party. Like I was saying, he, he pretty much said, like, a war hero to me is somebody who doesn't get captured. Something to that effect. Pretty much saying, like, <laughs> pull, trying to pull John McCain's card for being a prisoner of war. Come on, Trump. It was, like I said, it made me laugh. It was wrong, but it made me laugh. I thought it was funny. Like, you know, <laughs> how are you going to say that to somebody, you know? Like, oh, man, you know, a real hero doesn't get caught. Wow. I mean, he's not going to win because John McCain is one of the most respected Republicans in the Republican Party. So the Republicans are not going to go behind Donald Trump and support him. He's winning a couple of states over, though, man. That's crazy. Good for him. I don't really care. I don't really. I never really care. I mean, being a president right now is it's it's so it's so touch and go what your job is right now because you're not, you're not really calling the shot. You're not calling the shots if you're president of the United States. You're not. That's why everybody's like, oh, man, pissed off at Obama, pissed off at this. Oh, Obama did this. No, Obama did nothing for you, and Obama did nothing against you either. It's the government. The government as a whole decided this is good for you, this is bad for you, and if it's bad for you, we don't care. We're still pushing it through. Yeah, Obamacare sucked. <laughs> the government said, oh, you want to put your name on this? All right, put your name on this stuff, guy. We'll call this Obamacare. This thing's going to suck and has your name all over it. So you ain't putting the blame on nobody else when it comes to Obamacare. And you know what's funny? Yo, this is not, yo, you people are really stupid. Obviously not you guys who listen to this podcast, but everybody else, y- y'all are really stupid for not listening to this podcast no it's the fact that like people will say oh man like uh the national debt's been cut under obama or the national debt was cut under this guy blah 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 who cares like what 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 do you think is gonna happen if the national debt balance goes to zero what do you think is gonna you're gonna see any money People, you got to realize, you want, you want money, you got to go get it. Don't wait for the government to give it to you unless you want to be on welfare. And even then, there's a limit to that. Let me tell you, I, they should cut out welfare. That's, that's me on another tangent I'm not going to go on. Get a damn job. Do something with yourself. You, you got to realize, you got to go out there and make these moves yourself. There's a reason why hundreds of thousands of people are 
open up blogs and doing podcasts. They're trying to find a niche for themselves, trying to make money doing this. I'm not getting paid from this shit. I'm trying to find my niche. Hoping somebody hears this voice and says, I, I want that crazy Puerto Rican. I, I want him. I, I need him. Not that smart, but he's good looking. We could put him on a billboard. We could sell a product. Hits the gym six days a week looking good. Still eat like trash, though. Ugh, but I love, I love my trashy food, though. I'm never going to walk away from that. But don't let me digress. The government's not going to – the government's not giving you money, man. <laughs> like, I don't know what people are expecting from politicians, and it, it's we're, – we're such – we're such a dumb country. We've pretty much dumbed ourselves down. We want everything handed to us. Nobody wants to work. That's just the way it is right now. And it's funny because they, they, they kind of they got you that way. It's not your fault. You just kind of got comfortable. Like me at my shitty job. I just got comfortable. You know? I mean, that's just the way it is, man. You can't expect any politician to go out there and help you. Vote for the politician who you think is going to most entertain you. That's what you have to do. Vote for a politician you could joke on, you could, you know, who you think is going to say something. Vote for a Bush. If a Bush is out there, you got to vote for a Bush. They're, they're the most entertaining dudes ever. You know, you got to vote for a Bush. Trump's out there, vote for Trump. I mean, that's why I voted for John McCain. I thought he was funny. He just said funny things. You know, I was like, ah, you got my vote. Obama, I never trusted. You know, just never trusted Obama. Never trusted him. He talks like a politician is. He talks like the typical politician that you don't, you're not supposed to like. <laughs> but everybody fell for that okie doke too, so it's fine. Oh, man, if we get Hillary, we're done. Oh, my God. Somehow she's going to reverse periods, and men are going to get periods when she's, when she's president. When she's president. That's what's going to happen. She's going to somehow reverse the period cycle, and we're going to get it. <laughs> you know what's funny? Men wouldn't even care either. Nah, screw you, Hillary. Nah, you know what? Men would care. I ain't bleeding out of my... <laughs> nah, hell no. Cannot vote for Hillary. Hillary's not going to be fun, man. <laughs> <laughs> Hillary's, you know, Hillary is the kind of person who would go to war for no reason, you know, but, but for really no reason. Just because someone talked to her the wrong way or gave her the wrong look, because that's how girls are. Girls won't talk to their best friend for 10 years because their best friend gave them a, like, their best friend looked at them funny, and they won't talk to her for 10. She's going to start a cold war with everybody. And you got to remember, women are not held in such high regard in other countries, and I'm not trying to say this to be sexist, but women are treated like animals in other countries that we have to deal with. Now, do you want to get a female president to talk to these people? You think they're going to listen to a word she has to say? Come on, man. Come on, man. Be smart. Be smart. Man, I, I really wish they gave John McCain another shot at it. I would definitely vote for him again and lose. <laughs> I, I, Hillary's going to win because everybody's going to think it's funny and y'all going to see what's going to happen. It's going to be a huge mistake. Huge mistake. If you think feminist Twitter is crazy now, wait till there's a female president. Feminist Twitter is going to go ape on us. Us men are going to have no chance. No chance. 
Well, I'll be fine because I'm the heartthrob. But but y'all regular dudes are going to have problems, though. Seriously. Y'all going to have some problems. Where am I at on time? 43 minutes? Pfft, I don't know. I don't know what else to talk about. Uh, yo, did you see the cover of, I think, the New York Magazine? Has 35 of Bill Cosby's accusers on the cover of New York Magazine. <laughs> yo, Bill Cosby, man. What is with you? Oh, man, these girls are going in on Bill Cosby, man. I mean, that dude's trash, though, man. Ugh, unbelievable. Thank God, though, my, my my girlfriend actually, before all this happened, um, me and her were watching the Cosby show about a year ago, a year and change ago. And it was one of the old episodes when Rudy was an adorable little kid. Malcolm Jamal Warner, I think, was like a freshman in high school or whatever. Lisa Bonet was still on the show as a kid. You know, it was like, it was the good shows, the really young ones, you know. And I think I, I think TV Land used to show it. TV Land stripped all those shows now, but TV Land, I think, used to show it. And me and her were watching it, and she's dying laughing. She never really watched it before. And I'm like, yeah, I got to get these on DVD. And she's like, yeah, you know, we should. About two days later, she told me she put it in an order, and she, bought, she got all the DVDs at the Cosby show. And it's a good thing she did because you can't get those anymore. <laughs> it's a good thing because you can't watch those. Da- you, you might be able to get a few DVDs now, but you got to find them before they pull them and never sell them again. You know, the TV show's been pulled off of anything. Nobody wants to be associated with this man anymore, you know. And it's crazy because it's gonna be crazy to even watch those shows. Like when I when I when I do want to watch them again on DVD, it's gonna be crazy to watch those shows and be like, this guy's a total scumbag, you know. Um, once again, I said on EJ show, like people got to realize Bill Cosby to the black community was unbelievably important, man. This this is a huge blow, you know. Especially in these times where racism is kind of like making a strong comeback, it seems, unfortunately. This is a major blow, man. Like, Bill Cosby, it, 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 you know, before, before Bill Cosby came along, the typical black TV shows, which were great TV shows, I'm not trying to knock them, like What's Happening and um, Good Times, for instance, you know, it, 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 it showed... It sh- it made light of the urban struggle, you could say. You know, it made light of the urban struggle. You know, I used to love what's happening. I used to watch that with my mom all the time. Loved it, you know. But um, Bill Cosby came along, you know, and he had this family, a beautiful black family. His wife was a lawyer. He was a doctor. And they was living it. They, they, was, they was living the American dream. This was huge. And I don't know how many years that thing was on TV. That thing was on TV forever. I think that thing guided me through elementary school and into junior high school, I'm pretty sure. You know, that thing was on TV forever. You know, I mean, it's it set a new standard for television. And not for nothing, for, for, for a young black kid watching this show, man. I'm telling you, it's a shame when your heroes kind of destroy you. Look at Hulk Hogan right now. Hulk, there's audio right now of Hulk Hogan using the N-word. I haven't heard the audio, but from what I heard, he's using it pretty hatefully. I don't, I don't, I don't know the context. I don't know anything. But we're talking about Hulk Hogan. The leg drop. NWO. Like, this, this, was, this is the guy who made wrestling. Say what you wanted about Brumel, San Martino's, and everybody else, but before him, Hulk Hogan is wrestling, man. 
My favorite guy is Shawn Michaels. I love The Rock. Triple H. Those are my dudes. I know, I know where I, 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 I know there is none of those guys without Hulk Hogan. And now WWE separated all ties with Hulk Hogan. Took him off the website. Uh, there's gonna be no more of his matches or anything having to do with Hogan on the network. I don't even know how you do that. I honestly don't know how you do that because you're not only affecting WWE, you're, you're affecting WCW kind of, uh, I know it's gone WCW, but the WCW like allure, the history of WCW, everything. They're stripping everything away from Hulk Hogan because of this. Meanwhile, Vince McMahon used the N-word on live TV in a joking fashion, and that was fine. You know. Kurt Henning, may he rest in peace, pretty much had like a racial gimmick for a while when he was saying rap is crap, you know, and he was going this whole thing about like rap music being disgusting. and t- It was kind of a racial kind of turn. They've always had America versus Russia, America versus the Middle East. And that, that, and that gimmick still goes on in wrestling. All that is fine, though. They had the Nation of Domination. Do you guys remember this? The Nation of Domination. It was like Farouk, The Rock, D'Lo Brown. Somebody else is in that. I forgot who else is in it. You know, a couple other people were in it, though. I think the Godfather was in it. The guy who was a pimp. <laughs> yeah, they had a pimp. <laughs> but the Nation of Domination was pretty much like, supposed to be like the black the black stable group, you know, because that's what they call them in wrestling. They call every group a stable, you know, and this was like the power black stable group. And I was like, come on, man. But, you know, w- this is a huge thing for WWE to do, though, by the way, to separate themselves from Hogan. That's huge. I mean, that's like the Yankees separating themselves from Babe Ruth, which they should because Babe Ruth was another scumbag, you know. Well, the Patriots separating itself from Tom Brady. How about we come all full circle? You know, topic number one to the last topic. That's how you come full circle, and that's how I got to end the podcast. I went completely full circle, and I nailed it. Nailed it. Nailed it. Um, I want to thank my guests from last week, Twan Staley and uh, Big Therm of EMA. Great podcast last week. You guys can still check it out on my podcast feed and on NGSC Sports Radio. Um, Great. I had a great time last week. Um. I know I've been cursing a lot more, but I don't know. I just I feel more comfortable, I guess. I'm just cursing more. Um, check out my profile on Audio Mac under G Steel. It's not me rapping. It's all of my DJ mixes. I have 20 mixes of Throwback City on there. It's a bunch of throwback hip-hop from late 80s, early 90s, and R&B. Also, some New Jack Swing mixes up there. I've been getting a lot of good feedback on there, man. I'm trying to, I'm almost approaching 1,000 plays on, like, two of them. The R&B ones, actually. I've been getting a lot more love. A lot more love, which is crazy to me. I thought the hip-hop ones would, but it's all right. I think I'm, I'm thinking about adding a couple of more volumes to that. I'm thinking about digging in the crates way, way back Go on to early 80s, mid 80s. I'm thinking about taking it right there. That's like my Uncle Huey's era of hip hop. You know, that's like the uh, Adidas sneakers and the gold chains and Kango hats. You know, the throwback city I was doing was more like champion hoodies and uh, Timberland's baggy jeans that, you know, which I could still rock and look good too. I will do that one day. Anyway, I want to thank you guys. Um, see you guys next week. Hope you enjoyed this week's podcast. Shout out to Happy Hour Network. Shout out to NGSC. 
Um, follow me on Instagram, Twitter, and check out the dot-coms website, G-Steelio, G-E-E-S-T-E-L-I-O. I'm about to make some disgusting pasta and watch Seinfeld. And watch out for my NFL previews. I'm putting them out team by team. I'm going to start working on them this week. Watch out for them. I will be working on them. Talk to y'all later, man. Bear witness. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.